Welcome to episode two, everything you need to know about putting together your press kit. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast with Ranjini Joshua, the only podcast that teaches you how to strategically navigate the world of public relations and social media and grow a powerful brand. Hello again. As you can see, we are starting with the basics to make sure you set a good foundation for any PR program that you're looking to start, or even if you're in the middle of it. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most common questions I get asked about when we start a new program, which is, what goes in my press kit? Well, that's exactly what we'll talk about today. What is a press kit? What should go in it? Why you should have one and where it should be. The press kit, although it seems kind of old school, is like your company calling card for media. Especially if you're attending conferences and events or you have a product launch, you really want to have a digitally hosted press kit to ensure that any media that you meet along the way that might be covering you know, your topic will have all the information they need to be armed and dangerous when they're writing about you in a good way, of course. Media typically want to have access to all the information at their fingertips, especially if they're on a deadline. The press kit gives them access to whatever they need and have background resources about your company so that you don't need to have a million email exchanges that pretty much none of us have time for. <laughs> Let's start with what may be expected to have in a press kit. Most of this should be materials and communication that you already have developed in your pitch decks your marketing decks or your website. So you could typically kind of pull from those different places to create these. So a typical press kit will include one, a company background, two, executive bios for key spokespeople and key people um, advisors in your company, three, a product or service overview, depending on what kind of company you are, four, customer case studies if you're B2B or product sheets if you're a consumer tech focused or consumer focused at all. And lastly, any press releases that you've released maybe in the next last three, six to 12 months. So I typically want to put anything that's in the last calendar year. And then also sometimes anything with funding just to have like a historical background reference. So let's look briefly dive into each one of them. So you know exactly what you're creating a company background should have the basics about how your company was developed and a brief direction on your mission as a company. This could also, a short version of this could also be your boilerplate for any press releases that you have. And then in addition, um, this could be pulled from your about us section from your website. If you're a startup, you may also talk about your funding and lead investors. If there are people of interest on your team, you can mention it there. They came from a good background or they have, a, you know, 20 years in the industry, you really want to highlight these things here. And you should also highlight the problem that you're solving in the industry. What is the key core problem that your company or solution solves? Second, the executive bios. So this is a reference for any quotes that the media may need from you. You need to have your titles, your bios, a photo, a nice high resolution headshot, and a short description of the person. So they can have handy access to all that information and a little bit about, about their background. You'll want to be sure to highlight any expertise that is part of the press kit so you can position your leaders as thought leaders in the industry as well. And you want to list 
previous speaking or links to videos for any one of those people that do speaking because a lot of this we use for speaking submissions or event submissions um, to position them on a panel or get them to have a keynote. So you definitely want to carve out this executive bio. And sometimes we have a long version and a short version of the bio. Um, the short version typically goes in the press kit because it's usually more than one person. And then the long version can be submitted for speaking submissions or any other particular uses where your executive is highlighted. Third, the product or service sheet. So basically, this is an obvious addition. If you have a service, make sure you outline exactly what your target audiences are and what your service is and what the challenge is that you're solving for them. Um, sometimes this comes in the form of a marketing deck or, or a solutions deck. Um, so it could be something that just outlines your overall solution. Be direct and concise in this sheet. If you're a consumer product, it's a little bit easier. This is where you lay out all the technical and physical specs. So, you know, the size and weight and, um, well, whatever technical specs that you might have. So um, if it's a service, you want to outline kind of your core areas of service and who they are reaching. This can typically be like a one-pager or two-pager. The press kit is a really great place to also highlight case studies if you have them. White papers on critical industry topics might be hosted in this same area. So customer case studies and white sheets. Um, sorry, white papers. This is all about positioning the company and giving the media background they need to understand where the team is coming from. And more importantly, where are they going? This is supportive of any investor activities so if you do it right, you can leverage this press kit for both internal and external communications purposes. You might want to include any success stories that you have. And typically, I tell people to try to bake this into any conversations they have with customers early in the agreement so that you can ensure that you can get a case study out of them. Because a lot of times, what the problem we run into is after the engagement of you and your customer happens, then people kind of put PR by the wayside and then you try to circle back and get a quote from them or a case study from them and it's very difficult to get for whatever reason. So try to bake it into your contract and also try to get it early and make sure you talk about it often that you want to do PR with this particular customer. This can be a really good media resource, especially if there are quotes from other people other than yourselves to validate the claims of innovation or success within your company. So case studies can be pitched as stories also in industry trade publications. So if you have two or three of these under your belt, they will be a really great asset for building your brand. Last, not, last but not least, um, this is where you kind of host your press releases. So of course, your press kit should have all your latest press releases. I typically recommend that you put the most recent ones in there. So again, like last six months or so, or anything within the calendar year. And then again, uh, this bears repeating. Also, any announcements of funding so they have historical background on the company and they can kind of refer to whoever's been supporting the company. Lastly, where should you host it? So this is kind of another challenging question I get. So right now we use a lot of Google Drive and you can you make a public link on Google Drive. You can also use Dropbox. What I do recommend is that while PDFs look very nice, 
they're also kind of difficult to work with for the media. So you might want to have a Word document or a locked Word document, or, or um, you can individually save each of these different pieces and then have them download them separately so they can work with them individually. Um, it just makes it a lot easier to copy and paste, especially when it comes to quotes. So when it comes to pulling quotes or pulling information, you want to think, how are you going to make this the easiest possible and facilitate the media's story? And so Word documents are really great in that perspective. But of course, the PDF looks nicer. So sometimes there's a challenge between picking between those two options. And then, like I said, Google Drive is a great option. If you host it on your website, make it a downloadable link where they can download individual assets, not the PDF as a whole, which is kind of a pain. Or you can get, um, you know, do Dropbox. So any place that they can download everything. And it's easy if you could just shoot them a link and they have access to everything. The last thing I forgot to mention is images. If you have logos, images of your product, um, and then of course, images of your executive, which we spoke about in the executive bios section, make sure you have high res images of everything, which is 300 dots per inch. So you wanna have a hero image if you have a consumer product and a lifestyle image. A hero image is an image with nothing in the background. It's just the image of your product highlighting it. And a lifestyle image is the product in use in day-to-day -day life. And then you wanna have a PNG version of your logo so that it's just really easy to use and overlap into any story. So that's all we have for Prescott's offer now. As usual, we have free resources on the website and worksheets to help you create these documents mentioned in today's podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or if you just want to know if you're doing it right, don't be shy. Send me an email at podcast at thesilvertelegram.com. Thank you for listening to the PI Playbook podcast today, and see you next time.